Welcome everyone to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host, Dave Bell. 428-9494 is the phone number, 928-428-9494. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Stay dry. It's sunny out right now. Yeah. So, but it's supposed to be rainy and very, very windy today. So, do as you will. The wind this week. Yeah. So, uh, do, what you know, I don't know. <laughs> Stay out of the wind. <laughs> it was nice when I was coming mm-hmm. in, but the mountain was cloudy, which is good. We mm-hmm. want the mountain, mm-hmm. mountain, but I don't know. Uh, that voice you hear, Dr. Sarah Sales, she is the executive director for the Hilo Watershed Partnership, joins me the first Wednesday of every month. Can I get political before we jump in, though? I suppose. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, U.S. Appeals Court ruled uh, Donald Trump has no immunity by virtue of just having been president. Right. And uh, I just want to say how glad I am to see it. It was a unanimous yeah. ruling, mm-hmm. three three judge panel, and uh, I did not read the whole opinion, mm-hmm. but what I read of the opinion uh, said it was pretty cut and dried. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. To me, that's a good thing because, again, it shows no man is above the law. Right. That's right. all I care about is right. he's still innocent until proven guilty. Nobody has proven him guilty yeah. of, well, I was going to say of anything, but no. No, the civil court right. Right. called him guilty of sexual assault, um, which I... I'm bothered by that too. Is it rape or is it sexual assault? And what's the difference? And yeah, uh, but it was in a criminal criminal trial that was civil. But he was guilty of that and mm-hmm. and um, not slander. What was it? Uh, Libel. No. Um, of damaging her reputation, right, right, right. but um, I can't think of the I can't term think for of it, it either. Yep. Um, but in terms of criminal. He's not been found guilty of anything criminal to right. date, so he is right. innocent. And right. I want to stress that. Yeah. He is innocent until he is proven guilty in a court of law. But the ruling says no one is above the law. Right. And 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 it's not Donald Trump isn't above the law. The ruling is... A president. A president. Any president, any person. You shouldn't have immunity because you're rich. You shouldn't have immunity because you held an office. Rule of law should apply to everyone. And and we know it doesn't. I wish that were <laughs> We know the it case. doesn't. We know it doesn't. But I mean it feels like a good step in the right direction. The wealthy have an advantage that the poor do not. Yeah. It's it's reality. Um I I would argue that whites have an advantage that mm-hmm. minorities do not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um but this this really does show that now it's still got to go to the Supreme Court, whether or not they agree to hear it, because mm-hmm. they have the option, right? And and that's going to be if I were Roberts, I would just decline to hear it mm-hmm. and say it's been settled. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, you don't put yourself in a position that that could be really really bad mm-hmm. for the High Court, right? Considering the appellate court cited Kavanaugh, Justice <laughs> Kavanaugh, in its opinion. Um, that that could put a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the high court. I, if I were Roberts, I would just decline. Yeah, yeah. it's been settled. We're yeah. good. Yeah, um, you know, Trump has Trump has taught us a lot of things and pointed out the gaps in our system. Mm-hmm. And 
and there's something to that. And it's yeah. important that, that, that we understand that. Right. There is a positive that has come out of the last eight years mm-hmm. in learning, oh, okay, we can't just do, for lack of a better term, a gentleman's agreement. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's not just assumed that a, an appointee to the Supreme Court can't be bought. Right. Well, uh, yeah, apparently you can. Yes, yes. Uh, and apparently you can lie on your confirmation hearings mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. with no repercussion. Right. Um, these are the things that we're learning. Yeah. And, and it's good. Now, can we fix them? That is the big question. So, we'll wait and see, I guess. Uh, so to everyone out there, I'm going to say the same thing. I'm really going to irritate my Republican friends. I'm going to say the exact same thing Taylor Swift said. <laughs> Register to vote. Yep. Because all of this, whichever, again, whichever side of the aisle you're on, whichever you believe, if mm-hmm. you believe Trump is immune, you can fix this by voting. Yeah. If you vote in enough people that agree with you, you can change the law and make the president yeah. immune. Yeah. If you think the president should not be immune and and should face the same laws the rest of America does, right? well, then you have to vote and yes. you have to put in the laws that say, that directly mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. All elected officials are subject to the law. Yeah. I mean, I think we assumed that that was the case, and it seems like now we do need to codify that. We assumed it was the case, because up till now, it's been the case. Uh, The best argument I heard was uh, Nixon and Clinton. Nixon being pardoned, Mm -hmm. and Nixon, Nixon accepting the pardon showed he understood he was subject to the law. Right. And understood he would likely be prosecuted. Mm-hmm. So therefore, he accepted the pardon. Clinton negotiating the surrender of his law license mm-hmm. showed he understood he was likely to be prosecuted. Now, his was for perjury. Right. I mean, it wasn't for having an affair. Right, right. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. I mean, I, I do. I, I don't know. No, have... I do as well. But I mean, in hindsight, obviously nobody cared. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a believer in, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sitting on some moral high ground. Mm-hmm. But if you're willing to betray the person you say you love the most, I can't trust you to do what's good for me. Yes. That's just my feeling. But that wasn't what he could be prosecuted for. Right, right. He, but he could be prosecuted for perjury mm-hmm. because he committed perjury. Right. Um, so he surrendered his law license knowing that was the, the basically the plea agreement, mm-hmm. plea agreement to avoid a prosecution. Yeah. So it's not like, like you said, we've understood yeah. that this is the normal way until now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and Trump has shown us the gaps. So- yep. Register to vote. Mm-hmm. That's the simplest thing. Mm-hmm. Register to vote. And, you know, for all my Democratic friends, I had Patty Cervantes in earlier this week. I know it looks like, because Republicans hold a significant edge in Graham County. Sure. They own a good edge in Greenlee County. And they hold a really big edge in Cochise County. Sure. And all three counties are part of both our legislative and congressional districts. Mm-hmm. I know it's easy if you're a Democrat to think, well, my vote really doesn't count. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, in a close race, it absolutely counts. Yeah, yeah. Because in, con- in the race for Congress, 
the Democrats going to capture the Tucson part of the district and the Republican is going to capture this part mm-hmm. of the district. Mm-hmm. Cochise Graham Greenlee. We know that. Sure. But it was a close race last mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And that means every Democratic vote here matters. Every Republican vote in Tucson mm-hmm. matters. Right. So, yeah, register to vote. All yeah. right, that's my political thing. I'm just All glad right. <laughs> I'm just glad to see the courts do the yes. right thing and say every man equal under the law. Agreed. Agreed. That's yep. it. Yep, same. Uh, now let's get to the fun stuff. Everything that Hilo Watershed's doing. You guys are, you, you've been on a roll. Good year. Last time you were here, we were here. You talked about the grants and, Mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm, funding opportunities. mm -hmm. You talked about the uh, summer program. Yes. Um, that you're going to do with our area youth. Yep. Anybody who signs up. Um, so what's cooking now? Well, um, back to sort of, um, you know, everyday kind of work our our regular work in the nursery going ahead really well um lots of stuff going on out in the field we've got some grant deliverables we need to meet by the end of march and some by the end of april working on writing new grants and we've had a really high success rate in our grant writing over the last year now part of that is because i'm writing the grants now with help from my program manager and we have other jobs. <laughs> we're not we're not full time grant writers, so you know we've had to really pick and choose. But we've we've done a good job of picking and choosing the ones that have um, supported us really well. So um, pretty happy. Just bought a new truck with grant funding from not new but new to us right. with grant funding from FMI's um, Community Investment Fund. I don't know of any nonprofit here that has bought brand new off the showroom no, floor. No, It seems because uh, I'm on yeah. the GCRC board and we're always talking about buying, you know, a mm-hmm, new vehicle mm-hmm. because our old vehicles are breaking down because yeah. they're all 20 years right, old. Right. And it's, well, we can get a 15. Oh, we can get a 15. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. That's seven years old. Right. You know, right. Everything's yeah. got 100,000 yeah. miles on it. Yeah. It's yeah. got 100,000 miles yeah. on it, but it is in great shape. And the dealer we bought it from um, threw in a two-year extended warranty because you got to have it. You got to have that, you know, in those early days. Um, but um, again, my program manager, I keep hoping I can get her to come on the show and Adelia uh, Vitolas. She has claimed it. It is her truck and nobody else is allowed to drive it while it's still very clean and beautiful. So hoping to get a logo slapped on that puppy. So if you guys see us around town, you go, oh, there's GWP. Um, but yeah, things are going well. We've got volunteer stuff starting up again. And so if people are looking for some kind of different fun activities, we are definitely trying to get people out. And last year we really worked on that a lot. Get people out doing the fun work and not just watering or not just washing pots, both of which are very important, but a little tedious. Um, so Saturday, this coming Saturday, three day, four days from today, we will, or I guess three, I'm not sure. Depends on how you count it. I guess four. No. I don't know. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So yeah, just today, the seventh. Oh no, three days, three days. Yeah. 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 Um, we're going to have a nursery volunteer day. So, you know, we built the new shade house last year. That was part of that grant that came from United Way. Well, they built it up on a terrace, which was what we had asked for. But now that side of that terrace um, is is eroding a little bit. And so we've had stone delivered and we're going to have people help us build kind of a 
a berm. stone berm along that terrace wall. It's just going to be moving and placing stones into place along that wall. So that's going to happen Saturday from 8 to noon. Um, if you would like to RSVP, you can do so. Um, just write to Hyla, H-Y-L-A, at gwpaz.org. That's her email address. Um, I believe it's on the website. It's on Facebook. We've been promoting it really, really hard. It's not a required RSVP, but, you know, if people want more information, they can certainly ask for that or let her know that they're coming. And that should be fun. It's going to be like physical work because some of those rocks are you know, a good size, but nothing that um, somebody who could, uh, none of them should be more than about 20 pounds each, and some are quite a bit smaller than that. So that should be kind of fun, and it's one of those things you can, like, see what's, like, you can watch that um, You You will walk away with with a feeling of accomplishment. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, you'll drive in and go, there's a big pile of rock, and you'll drive out going, oh, we just built a berm wall. Yeah, so that'll be nice. And then next Friday, the 16th, we're offering another chance for people to go out in the field and help with planting and weeding and in the field kind of work. Um, Our last couple of volunteer events in the fall were well attended, a lot of fun. And um, hopefully if it's not rainy, the weather will be nice. And it's just a great way to help us meet our grant deliverables Um, and especially that one now the one with the with the upper shade house we can definitely count that as match toward the grant but they don't require that right but the grants that have these plant deliverables they do need matching funds matching work whatever that might be and sometimes grants overlap and they match with each other but volunteer work is a big piece of that puzzle that really really helps us and the federal volunteer rate went up almost $3 between last year and this year. So the value of your work when you come out and help us is over $31 an hour. Even if you're just digging holes, it's, it's amazingly valuable for people to come help us. I've been involved in, in multiple nonprofit organizations over the years, usually as a board member. Um, some are very strict on accounting for volunteer mm-hmm, hours. Mm-hmm. And some are a little loosey-goosey. Sure, sure. Um, but it's always been my understanding that it does benefit the organization. It does. So it's important to keep track of those. Yep, yep. Um, because of, as you say, the matching dollars mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when they go out for grants. Well, this is how much we got Yes. in volunteer value. Yes. So therefore, your grant really does benefit us. Yes. Because we're able to take $50,000 and turn it into 75000 Yeah. through volunteerism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And I, 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 I don't know that every nonprofit around here understands that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know if they put that on their grant applications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know, um, so for example, we just wrote our latest United Way grant. And there is a section where it asks for you to include in-kind donations um, uh, that, are, that are appropriate right. to the, the project you're working on. And like already received grants that are, or things that you've applied for. And it's, so it's not... Super formal, right? It's just a it's it's just a just a uh, box a box to yeah. fill in, and it's narrative. 
I made sure this year, I didn't last year, but I'm learning, you know, what, what applies to things. I made sure this year to include our nursery volunteers because part of what United Way has been helping us do is get the nursery self-sufficient. And a big piece of that is that we have a great volunteer base in the nursery and they put in between four and 500 hours a year total. And that's, I mean, across several people, it's like, oh, well, that's not, doesn't seem like a lot if there's, you know, 20 people each no, giving 20 a, hours, but that's super that's a helpful. Lot. That's yeah. a lot of volunteer hours. Right, right. Most organizations would kill for that kind yeah. of participation. Yeah. And that's just one program right. that people are volunteering for. So, And you're dealing with grants outside of this area, too. Yes. Applying for yes. any that you can mm-hmm. find. And some of those are very specific. Very specific. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I think that it's funny we're we're talking last year about the new directors because mm-hmm. we had had a couple of new directors. That uh, what uh, the pantry had our neighbors farm and pantry mm-hmm. had a new director, Boys and Girls Club. Um, I think you were a year on the job, yep, just a year at the uh, time. Denise over at United Way, new director. Yep, yeah. You know, uh, and we had talked about. I was talking with Vance over at the chamber about this should set up a mentoring mm-hmm. program for nonprofit directors. Yeah. Because you can walk in, if you've got nonprofit experience, mm-hmm. you're in good shape. Yep. And even you say you're learning all the time. Yes. Now yeah. it's now it's grant writing. Yeah. But if you're brand new right. as Kai was over at the pantry, as uh Brittany was over at Boys and Girls Club, mm-hmm. never having experience in yep. that world. Yep. Boy, it's a baptism by fire. Well, let me put in a plug for an organization that does just that. Oh, okay. So the Center for Nonprofit, Arizona Center for Nonprofits, I believe is what it's called. And most of us are members of these organizations. So it's a, it's a subsidiary of the Community Foundation. They do a program. It's about nine months of coursework. Um, called CEO Survival Skills. They they have two meetings in person in Tucson at the beginning and the end, and the, all the rest of it is virtual. So you can take this class from anywhere. And I did it last year. And let me tell you how thankful I am for that group because I now have a cohort of other new-ish, <laughs> you know, f- you have to be within like the first three years in leadership and nonprofit they have great scholarships. They gave me a scholarship. I didn't have to pay a penny to take this course. Um, and I now have this cohort of other very new um, nonprofit leaders around the state that I can call on. And then they have created what they call the executive circle, which is after you graduate, you can join every quarter and talk about new challenges you're facing as you kind of move forward in leadership. And it's been absolutely fabulous. So I would love for us to do something here and I'd be happy to help with that. But people who could get in, you know, plugged into that, I think they should take advantage of it. And we have a lot of, whether they're Mm -hmm. big, whether they're Mm -hmm. small, I'm thinking of the Duncan food bank, Mm -hmm. relatively Mm -hmm. small, Yep. but I, I know they can use help. Yeah. You know, yeah. and maybe they're missing out on pieces that are available mm-hmm. that they're just mm-hmm. they just don't know about. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Boys and Girls Club. We had them on this week. They were talking about financial woes. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there are opportunities out there yeah. that 
we we all get in our bubble. Yep. Yep. And it's the thing that and I found this when I was the editor at the paper. It's easy to for to get lost in the work. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you've got deliverables that have to be met yep. to satisfy a grant, that's the focus. Absolutely. And if it's planting, if it's uh, working with an organization, mm-hmm. whatever whatever you're happy to do, whether it's the youth training, yep. you know, because yep. I know you get grants for that, yep. uh, that's going to be the focus. Mm-hmm. But it can't be the only focus because right. you're missing out on these other things. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for directors to do because generally you get promoted you get you either get hired as a director or promoted to director mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you've been good in the working positions. Right. In, instead of promoting somebody who knows how to manage. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it works out great. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a struggle. <laughs> yes. And and I'm I'm trying to be nice about this. Oh, sure. We get promoted to our level of incompetence mm-hmm. incompetency as a rule. And and managers don't necessarily need to know the actual day to day jobs. Right. They need to know how to manage people. Yeah. But it's easier to get lost in the day to day job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, we need. I don't care if it's if it's a small business owner. I don't care if it's a nonprofit director. We need a circle. Yes. To help us navigate those waters because you just don't know. What you don't know, right? So, so I'm I'm looking up the name of of the exact organization, um, Center for Healthy Nonprofits, which is a subsidiary of the Community Foundation for Southern Arizona. So, the Community Foundation is who comes in and gives out the five and seven thousand um, dollar mini grants in September, and we all have a really nice. Uh, you're always there. You know mm-hmm. exactly what I'm talking about. A really nice event. Um, another thing that I would love to tell other nonprofits about is their team up program. So it's through this center for healthy nonprofits and you, all you do is go into their website and you click on team up and you, you answer like four questions, (laughs) literally, and you ask for, um, professional consulting help with something. So in the past, Melanie, who was my predecessor, had used that program to get help rewriting the diversity and inclusion portion of our policy manual, do some training for the board, and do some kind of anti-racism training. Um, Other things that they can do include like help with writing grants or help with promotions or help with, you know, what... Pick a consultant and they have people on the horn. Um, So we just wrote one asking for management training for that supervisory level of manager. So not at my level, but the right below me. The line supervisor. Yes, which which are often exactly like you're you're talking about, people who have excelled at the work. Mm -hmm. And now they've had to take on this additional responsibility. Um, We got a, a... consultant for 20 hours who is creating a course tailored to my staff on management. So she's going to do communication, interpersonal skills, conflict resolution, time management, project management, kind of all the things that 
you're not learning how to do as an employee. And I have been like, oh, I would love to be able to do this. I was trying to implement something and I'm still doing the job of two and a half people or three people and everybody else is as well. There just hasn't been time for us to put something together in-house, but it's not costing me a thing. And any local nonprofit can go in and sign up for that and call the woman in charge, Paula Van Ness, and say, hey, we really need help with this. And she'll go, great, here's who I think you should ask for. Here's how you fill out the four-question questionnaire, and we'll talk about it. They approved us in less than a week. There you go. So there are so many great tools out there, and I'm so thankful that I got plugged into this particular organization because, let me tell you, the Community Foundation is really here to help all of us small nonprofits. Well, I'm a big Angie Lascaritas fan. Yes. <laughs> she's our she's our regional director. Yep. yep. Uh, and and uh, Colleen Ialucci. Yep. Um, I I've not dealt with her as much as I have mm-hmm, Angie, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, if you can if you can engage her mm-hmm. and the other one for this one's more for business um uh Arizona local Arizona first and I'm mm-hmm, trying to remember mm-hmm, her name. Mm-hmm. I can picture her. Yep. Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> Those are the two people that mm-hmm. whether you're business or a nonprofit mm-hmm. will get you where you need to go as long as you're willing to put in the work. You bet. They're you not going to do it no, for no. you. No, no. Yep. But uh yeah. And then for all of this training stuff, Center for Healthy Nonprofits, her name is Paula Van Ness, and she is a wonder. We'll add her to the list with those other great ladies. 428-9494. Going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Sarah Sales with the GWP right after this. Welcome back to the Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studio. Sarah Sales is here with me. I'm Dave Bell. We are we're talking about the GWP, but GWP, <laughs> but and that was a big thing, by the way, in radio back east. Mm-hmm. You're you're a Westerner. Um, you, all your radio stations have been K, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, east of the Mississippi, all the radio stations are W. Right. Right. And uh, it was drummed into our brains. You cannot say W. It has to be W. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, not W. Uh-huh, uh-huh, so, uh-huh. And I just did that with, <laughs> with GWP. It's GWP. Um, but we're really talking about nonprofits. And our conversation continued during the break about you know, grant mm-hmm, limitations mm-hmm. And, and opportunities. And here's something that I think the... We talked about it during the break. I want to bring it up. I don't think the average person who wants to volunteer for an organization, specifically mm-hmm, at the board mm-hmm, level, mm-hmm. understands what most boards need. Right. Um, it's great to put on your resume that I was a board mm-hmm. member for Safe House, for sure. Toothbuds, pick your nonprofit. I don't right, care. Right, right. Your main function is to go out and mm-hmm. beg for money. It is. It is. And and that has been something that I have had a little trouble um, explaining to my board. The number of grants that ask me how much money, literally how much money the board donates and what percentage of the board donates. It doesn't have to be your money. It has to be you going out and helping us raise money. And so when that number is low, 
that makes the board look bad when that percentage is low. And it's not because I, you know, any of us executive directors are going, give me your money. We're saying, please help us fundraise because some grants are going to look unfavorably on a board that isn't engaged in fundraising for their organization. We are spoiled here with two major funders, Mm -hmm. United Way and Freeport, Mm -hmm. that don't put that pressure on the boards as a rule. Um, But those outside grants, Mm -hmm. it's a factor. It is. Just like we talked Mm -hmm. about with the volunteer hours and the dollar value for that. Fundraising is right there equal to it in most grantors' eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. And and board training mm-hmm. seems to me something that's yeah. equally as important as director training. Right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. And all of us wish we had time to do that board training. Yeah. <laughs> Yet another thing we need help with. <laughs> so uh, we are, we're, we're an island out here. Yeah, we're, we really we're, are. We're our own little place mm-hmm. and we do a lot of good things individually mm-hmm. and, and we do them because... Again, as I've said, I don't know how many times out here, it's just, well, I can just do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it works. Mm -hmm. But as dollar requirements get Mm -hmm. higher and higher, unfortunately, we're going to have to deal with the rest of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Once again, for volunteering this weekend, what do people do? This weekend, they can show up out at the nursery at Discovery Park at 8 a.m., Um, Next week, they need to let the program manager and Adelia know, look on Facebook, look on our website. Her email address is there and come out and help us. We'd love it. Sarah Sales with the Gila Watershed Partnership. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me as always. And the nonprofits, thank you as well. You bet. And thank you all for listening. I appreciate it every single day. I am out of here for right now, but I'll be back tomorrow. Till then, you guys have a great day.